Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. TPV Radio, Central Texas. You're locked in to the hottest station on the planet. This is AR Base. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! That's right, family and friends. It is the hottest radio network on the planet. TPV Radio have an all-star lineup just for you. Sunday, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. Monday, it's The Grub at 12 p.m. The Reality Coach at 6 p.m. Tuesday, Victory Over the Weights of Life at 6 p.m. Friday, The Caribbean Pepper Pot at 8 p.m. Saturday, Brother Down presents at 4 p.m. Men, let's talk every first Friday of the month at 4 p.m. TPV presents by appointment only. Coming to you on June 6th, it is our Saturday buffet with Lorraine Brown at 12 p.m. Walk with me. Let's go. At Majel's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majowsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majows Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without Breaking the bank. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, are you ready? You're listening to the Samus Voice Radio Network with your boy Samus Voice. Walk with us, family. Let's go. The following program will change the way you think and lead you to a relationship with Jesus Christ. Listeners, discretion is advised. It is, it is, it is now time to get your spiritual fix and uplifting word with yours truly, the psalmist voice. If this is the hottest Christian radio show on the planet, are you ready, are you ready to walk? Let's go! What's good, family? This your boy, the psalmist voice, a.k.a. Pastor Christopher Newton. And you're listening to the psalmist voice radio network. Walk with us, family. Let's go!
summer has set in, family, here on the Gulf Coast. We have a temperature of 90 degrees with a feel of 102. So it is hot as fish grease in July. So we're just trying to stay hydrated, stay, you know, safe. We did experience some of the Sahara dust storm. Uh, just caused a little overcast the last couple of days. You know, people with allergies kind of, they heightened it a little bit, but it wasn't nothing too bad. But that's where we're at on the Gulf Coast today, Tom. It's hot, summer, 90, real feel, 102. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. Well, of course, y'all already know what's going on in the news. So we're not going to freeze. We're not going to about it pretty much because you already know well it is our mandate as leaders to pray for our nation and our president so we need to do so and also continue to pray for your families and we pray for your families as we pray for um as you pray for our families as well so the nation we are definitely experiencing a shift and we here at the Thomas Voice Radio Network is we're doing our due diligence to make sure that we understand that we do have the power to tread upon the scorpions and every high thing that exalts itself. And we have to understand that all the preaching that we've done thus far, power of the Holy Ghost, how to unlock it, relationship, the relationship with Jesus Christ, how to draw closer, uh, complacency, all the things that's going on that's coming out of TPV Radio, it is to help you, family, and us. Yes. Us, so we are not um, uh, excluded from what life brings, but we definitely want to make sure that we give you family the tools necessary, so you don't panic, you don't trip, you don't go ham and cheese and all that stuff that you keep doing around you, family. Now more than ever, we need each other as a body of believers and stop the solo dolo and unite. Just saying. But I also want to give a special shout-out to Cassie Byron Sago. He just recently graduated seminary school, so I wanted to publicly congratulate him on his endeavors, and we are definitely excited to have this young man to the Thomas Voice Radio Network family. He brings a whole nother light uh, as far as the presentation of the Word of God, and we praise God for you, sir. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate also, that. Appreciate that, Pastor. No problem, man. And of course, we got to give a shout out to my kiddos, uh, my kiddos, here at TPV Radio, my wife, Shanice. God bless you for the patience uh, for us, and we are definitely humbled and honored that God is opening up these doors in such a time as this. Just saying. And uh, also, shout out to KBRG Chris. This is really one in the booth crew. Comes on uh, here at TV Radio. Uh, we usually have him here at least three to four times a week, and sometimes you need to catch me on the panel as well. But a lot has been going on. So I thank God for those gentlemen for the ministry that they have. Uh, on KBRG, the bridge, also KAHG, also in Anaheim, California as well. God bless all of you for what you do for the kingdom of God in the West Coast area. 
Uh, we got a lot of, I wanted to just get all of the drops out the way. Pretty much, family, if you don't know, now you know, the Thomas Sports Radio Network, we have been nominated for this year's 2020 The Spin Awards. Now, you've been seeing it all over social media, and we would love for you to vote, share, and repeat. It's really simple. Just go to the spinawards.com, and you'll see, you'll pull up the site and see vote. Press the vote button, and we are nominated for four different categories. This show is one of them. Also, uh, radio, we uh, are best radio, internet radio of the year, uh, the Samus Voice Radio Network, and so much more. But we pray God for the field that's been open because there's nothing but God that is doing it. Just saying. I, I like to keep it real. Also, you can listen to us right now live, tpdradio.com. I'm sorry, tpdradionetwork.com, duh. And also, you can download Live 365 as well, and you can type in the Samus Voice Radio Network. You can bypass the subscription button by hitting the X on the upper left-hand corner of your mobile device, and you can bypass that and type us in, hit the heart button, and take us everywhere with you. Also, you can download not only from blogtalkradio.com, Radio. You can also download all of our episodes on radio.net. Yes. So, anywhere you are in the United States or internationally, you can now download our episodes there as well. So, we got Cell Life coming up right after TPV Reloaded with Michael Cabalas. He has two very powerful guests. His show is entitled Faith and Incarceration. Y'all don't want to miss that either. And again, we have Pastor Byron Sago, Real Talk, he'll be premiering this week. So we, at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, y'all don't want to miss it here on CCC. Also, I'll be passing the reality coach as well at 6 p.m. tomorrow right here on TPV Radio. So I'm done with all the plugs, gentlemen. So, Brother Don, it's your time. You have the floor. Amen, amen. First and foremost, you know, Psalmist, I got to give a shout out to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, you know, because he is just so awesome. You know, I, I, I can't do anything without him. I am nothing without him. And the way he's been coming in, transforming, restoring, oh, it's just been amazing. So I got to give him a shout out. I got to give a shout out to my amazing wife. And I say that family with all sincerity because, you know, sometimes you don't know what kind of junk and mess that your wife has to put up with until you really have to look at it for yourself and just to see what she had to go through and she's still here supporting and loving on me. So I got to give her a shout out. I got to give a shout out to my children. <clears throat> and they've really been a blessing in my life. And, you know, sometimes you've heard me say that. But I just really understanding what God is giving me within my children and the ministry that he's allowing me to go forth in my children. I just want to give them a shout out for absorbing, understanding, and being here with me. And I want to give a shout out to TPB Ministries and just all that they do for the kingdom, for advancing the kingdom, for bringing me in the family, loving on me. Treating me just like family, you know, and that's just the amazing love that's within the ministry at TPV that I just got to give a shout out to. And KBRG, the bridge, Bishop Willie Horn, the radio bishop, and the guys at the brew crew, 
God bless them and all that they do. You know, keep striving as we give you the encouragement in the Lord. And I want to give a shout-out to you, family, and just for giving us the support, things like the Stellar Awards, Spin Awards. You know, it's all God, but it's all God coming through you that, that we're able to do this with your support. So continue to go out and vote. Continue to support us. Continue to listen in. Because I'm telling you, the best is yet to come. And we had some good stuff, but I just know that the, the Lord has said the best is yet to come. Amen? Amen. Pastor, you have the floor. Hey, man, hey, I appreciate that. But, uh, hey, first I want to say, hey, thank God for uh, the, the, the opportunities. And I just thank God for everything. Uh, that, that God continues to do uh, in all of our lives. Uh, hey, I want to thank my wife, uh, uh, Lady First Lady uh, Tanya Sago. Hey, she is uh, she is my uh, she's my rock. She keeps me straight. Uh, my two uh, uh, grown kids, I call them grown kids, but they still they they still kids. Uh, I want to shout them out, Malcolm and Ebony. And hey, I want to want to shout out. Uh, Pastor Don, for all you do, uh, and uh, you too, uh, Pastor Chris. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Uh, you know, congratulations on uh, your uh, the, the radio's uh, nominations for the Spin Awards. I'm confident. I'm real, real confident. I know you're gonna win. I know you're gonna do it. Um, and I just, I just appreciate God's people. I want to shout out God's people because uh, God's people are, are great. Uh, we are here as pastors uh, to serve uh, God's people, to serve the people. So I want to shout all those people as that's listening, and even they're not listening. I want to shout out God's people. And uh, my last thing is, hey, depending on what area you're in, I know that we don't talk politics here on on TPV, but the only thing I want to say, I encourage you wherever you at, you know, voting comes up. Hey. Go vote. You vote for whoever you want to vote for, but please go out and exercise your right to go and vote because it is important. I'm out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is, it is an important thing to do, even though most people don't think you have a voice. But this particular, uh, this particular um, season of voting is going to be critical. So please, like Pastor Sego said, please vote if you haven't registered. Please do. Your voice, your voice will definitely be heard in this coming election, especially with everything that's gone down. Now's the time to do it. But family, we have another hot topic, hot series on the table. So, of course, it is entitled, What Does Bearing Your Cross Truly Mean? Uh-oh. Yeah. What does bearing your cross Another one. truly mean? Yeah, this is going to get heavy. Now, we all heard preaching about bearing your cross before, but I thank God that he has given me a more of a breakdown in this study. I thank God for, the, for what he's given me as far as notes, but God has been giving me revelation. I've been going through stuff personally. I know there's a birthing about to happen, and I know God is about to do it. So what do we do, and how do we bear our cross? What does all that mean? 
I don't know, Thomas. You tell me. Well, I'm glad you asked. So we're going to go ahead and get this party started, family. We gave you enough plugs. We gave you enough uh, information. So family, tell your mama, tell your friends, tell Uncle Pookie, that Pastor Sado and Brother John and the Thomas Voice is live right now. You can call in at 515-605-9873, 515-605-9873. I know some of you may be still in church, but I know over here the people about to close up shop again. So if you're uh, fellowshipping in, in the house of the Lord this afternoon, praise God for you, and we ask for continuous protection around you in this COVID-19 crisis. It has spiked, and we are about to close again here in the CTX. But never fear, family. There's a reason for everything. But God's trying to get our attention, and that's all I'm going to say about that. So let's get it. Let's go. So, of course, family, we're done with all that. Y'all know what time it is, right? But I just got to know one thing. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? Brother Don, Pastor Sago, are you ready to walk? Yes, sir. Ready to go. Let's get it on. Hey, let's go. Let's ride. Let's get it, family. Let's go. Of course, we like to set the atmosphere before we get it in and set the table. We have Indie Artist Sunday, and we got Clyde J with All Faith, No Fear. We got Yanti with Yours and Marcus Jordan, I Can. Stephen Dennis on Authentic Praise, Jalen Bell, much, much more. You're listening to the hottest, most often meat rat Christian radio show in the land. It's the Thomas Voice Reloaded. And when we come back, the brothers are in the building, and we're going to get it in. What does bearing your cross truly mean? Keep it locked, family. We'll be right back. Don't you dare move a muscle. This is the sound of the voice. This is the season I will be leaving. To a place that's uncomfortable, uncomfortable, I will believe. All doubt, unbelieving, they cannot stand me. I'm leaving people through some stuff I have attached to me. My eyes, take my vision, please. 
to a place that's uncomfortable, uncomfortable, all facing no Everyday actions to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Cover your cough or sneeze. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. 
Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. And remember, you're safer at home. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by Live 365 and this station. It is, it, is, it is now time to get your spiritual fix and uplifting word with yours truly, the psalmist voice. Uh, this is the hottest Christian radio show on the planet. Are you ready, are you ready to walk? walk? Let's, Let's go. go! And now, for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to chapter 1, 
verse 11, and it reads, be imitators of me as I am Christ. So Paul was one of those uh, influential apostles in the early church um, that teached us to be imitators of Christ. He knew that Christ's life and teaching were worth following after. So that's why the apostle Paul went so was so ham and cheese after the, the great uh, conversion in his own life. He wanted to share what God has been pouring into his spirit. Now, when it comes to bearing a cross, sometimes, and I always put myself on front street because I don't mind. Now, I know I have my own personal cross to bear. And since since my accident, that's what has it has been. I have my own personal cross to deal with. Now, what does that entail? Well, it keeps me focused on what God has. And I have been dealing with a lot of, uh, of course, physical ailments, pain, blah, 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 so forth and so on. But when every time when it comes to preaching the word of God or preparing a message, I'm always going through something, bearing a cross. So you're bearing a cross could be anything. It, it could be what you used to do before Christ. It could be, you know, things that uh, that's surrounding you that, that is, is making you feel some kind of way. Well, listen. When you are getting closer to what God has called you to do, you are going to go through some stuff. So bearing your cross is not actually a bad thing. Now, we have to understand that, Of yes, we are not perfect. Yes, we will never be Christ and all that jazz. I get it. But when we continue to seek after Christ, the only faith is rooted in Jesus alone is secure. So when we believe in Jesus Christ, we can go above and beyond our afflictions, our ailments, a particular person, our, our faith community, so forth and so on. Salvation is the key. Now, when we say I do to the Father, this is when a lot of people, and I've been hearing this a lot, gentlemen, that a lot of people go through some a lot more stuff when they come through Christ. They're like, okay, wait a minute. I thought this being down with Jesus Christ was supposed to be easy. Well, let's stop preaching fluff and let's start preaching what's real. The kingdom that we are in right now, this is domain of Satan. It is his domain. We are foreigners in his land. And he's going to do everything he possibly can to shut you up. Got the t-shirt and the hat. MP3, and so forth. So I understand, especially in this season, now more than ever, we have we are being stripped of cliches, metaphors, slogans, fake relationships, uh, fake preaching, fake teachers. We're being stripped at this point. And bearing our cross is what we need to tackle, our stuff. We're so quick to beat somebody else up based on what they're doing. We're so quick to to annihilate somebody else from, from their faults and their mistakes, but are we really looking at our own crosses? 
This is what God is talking about in this season. We have to take up our cross. Once we take up our cross and we understand that God is in the middle of it and God will remove whatever it is that's stopping you from having a relationship with Jesus Christ, then bearing your cross will be a whole lot easier as you grow in your faith. Now, what does it what did Jesus mean when he said Take up your cross and follow me. We have key scriptures, Matthew 16, 24, Mark 8, 34, and Luke 9, 23. Now, let's get it in. With, with that, Jesus didn't mean many people interpret the cross as, like I just said, burden, burdens they carry in their lives, strained relationships, a thankless job, physical illness, self-pity pride, they say that my cross I have to carry, such an interpretation is not what Jesus meant when he said, take up your cross. When Jesus carried his cross up to Golgotha to be crucified, one, no one was thinking that the cross as, no one was thinking the cross was symbolic of a burden to carry. A person in the first century, the cross meant one thing and one thing only death by the most painful humiliating means a human being could develop. Now of course forward fast 2,000 years later, believers view the cross as a cherished symbol of atonement, forgiveness grace and love. But in Jesus' day, the cross was represented nothing but torturous death. But the Romans forced convicted criminals to carry their own cross to place of Crucifixion, bearing a cross meant carrying their own execution device while facing ridicule along the way to death. So therefore, take up your cross and follow me. It means being willing to die in order to follow Christ. That is a heavy statement because are we are we willing to die to follow Jesus Christ? Hmm. This is called self dying to what? Self. It is a call to absolute surrender. This is where we are right now. TPV Radio as a ministry, as individuals, we have to die to ourself daily. I don't want to get the big head. I don't want to be jumping the gun what God wants to do. I want to take it one step at a time, one soul at a time, and we thank God for what he's doing in this season. But however, our, my personal mission is equipping the saints with the, with the weapons that they need in this time right now. We have too many people not dying to self, and we're surrendering to the wrong God. Uh-oh. We're surrendering to the things of this world. We're not looking to what God or what Jesus had to ultimately sacrifice. Taking the cross as a ridicule thing back in the day, it meant something bad. And then we try to flip it here in present day. Oh, you're carrying your cross. That's a bad thing. Well, after each time Jesus commanded cross bearing, he said, for whoever wants to save his life, will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will save it. What is it for a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? 
or forfeit himself. Luke 9, 24 through 25. Throughout the, through, although the call is tough, the reward is matchless. Let me read that one more time. So if you're feeling some kind of way, you want to go ham and cheese, you want to walk away from Jesus Christ, guess what? The call is tough, but the reward is matchless. Pastor Sego had a message not too long ago in reference to picking up your cross. He said it in a different element, but I'm quite sure he's going to throw it into today's topic. So here's the question on the table, gentlemen. What does, what did Jesus mean when he said, pick up your, take up your cross and follow me? What does that mean in today's terms? Brother Don, you have the floor. Amen. Amen. Yeah, this is a, a good topic to talk about because I think within the body of Christ, we're told this, as you said earlier when you started the program, we're, we're preached this to bear your cross, bear your cross. But a lot of us didn't know what we were supposed to bear or how to bear the cross. You know, and, and as I'm coming into this season of my life, gentlemen, and really just experiencing God at a greater level, I'm understanding bearing my cross is bearing the things on that cross I'm willing to die to for the sake of the relationship with me and Jesus Christ. See, because, you know, when Jesus bore his cross, he bore it, and it was, the cross was, crucifixion was a painful, humiliating execution. And in book, I believe it's in the book of uh, Deuteronomy, where um, it says those that hang on a tree are accursed. So it had a big implication on the Jewish tradition that anybody that would die on a cross was under a curse. But Jesus was willing to take all of this for the relationship for me and you. He was willing to take that and put put the death with he uh, in in that matter for me and you. So for me to bear my cross means these things that would look to hinder my relationship with Christ, I have to be willing to put them up and die to them, that I can gain a deeper relationship with him. But a lot of times we're, we're reluctant to do that because we think that the things that we must die to is what makes us, especially as men. And I'm just speaking to men right now because that's where I'm at. As men, you know, we... We, 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 we've got a lot of brokenness that raised us. We come with a lot of brokenness and baggage into manhood. So some of these things that we should be putting to death, we think that they developed us or made us, you know, um, in, in relating to different situations in life. And I think in order to really, really understand bearing your cross, you have to understand what God, where he wants you to be at and how much he loves you. And he wants to pull you up and as you grow. So when you bear your cross, it's not a shameful thing. Actually, you know, when you're bearing your cross, it's, to me it's a symbolism of, of reciprocated love. You know, that, and Jesus said, if you, you know, those that lose their life for my sake will gain it. And that's what we have to understand is we're not losing, we're gaining. And I love the way that you put it, Son, that sometimes we reject the fact that it's God that's doing the things in our life 
and 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 we want to play it off like, well, okay, well maybe I'm under attack. I gotta I gotta fast. I gotta do this. I gotta pray harder. But you know, really, sometimes it's just God getting our attention that we can see what we need to put on the cross. Like you know, just here recently, you know, I had to put um, my lack of humility on the cross and bear that. And I had to die to self. I had to get that pride out of me because it was ruining me. It wasn't going to let me go to the next level in Christ that I needed to be at until I was willing to take that and die to it. But sometimes we can't see that, you know, and I don't want to get into a whole lot of what we talked about yesterday as far as complacency, but that's one thing that blinds us from seeing the move of God and the things God wants us to do is, is when we look through the eyes of, of complacency with complacency because we can't see the things that that are hindering us we will deal with the fruit but god is saying look i want you to get this root and put on the cross because that's the thing that is, is is getting uh you know getting us in trouble because sometimes if we don't if we're not willing to bear a cross we look at everything superficially we want to handle it from the outside from the surface point of view well, when you bear your cross, that means you're going deep. You're going deep at this thing. Whatever it is that, 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 that is in there that needs to come out, you're going deep because it has to die. And you have to be willing to let it die. And, you know, gentlemen, it ain't always an easy spot. It ain't, doesn't always feel good. It ain't cushy. You know, it comes with correction. It comes with rebuke. It comes with some of the things that we don't necessarily like to hear or want to deal with, but it's necessary, family, that we do deal with it and get it out of, get it out of our lives that we can go to that next level, that we can get to that next level. And it's a process, you know. It, it's a process that, that we endure, that God is calling us up. But the first step is you're going to have to put that stuff to death. You're going to have to have an execution day for some of the things that um, is hindering your relationship with Christ, some of these things that are holding you back on the job, in your family, in your marriage, in your community. These things that are holding you back, you have to get with the Holy Spirit and say, you know what, you have to reveal to me these things that I have to put to death in my life because, Jesus, there is nothing more important in my relationship with you. There is nothing that takes precedence over me serving you and loving you. And I want to fall in love with you all over again each and every day. But in order to get to that point, there's some things that we have to allow God to dig up that we can execute it and that we can put it on that cross so we can go to our Golgotha and let it hang there and die. See, because, you know, the, the cross was, was meant, and, you know, we look at it to, for a place of grace, salvation, which it is. But the overall tone of the cross is putting to death for the sake of relationship. And that's what Jesus did for us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Pastor, you have the floor. Yeah, I appreciate that. And that that's that's uh that's that's really good. And I think um, you know, kinda like what you both said, uh, we've been taught so long that you know, bearing our, our, our cross uh, is is about carrying our our, our burdens and our, our 
our trials and our issues and, and things like that. And um, I think we have to understand that when Jesus was talking about, about that, Jesus was talking about kind of like what Pastor Don said, those things that are binding us and that, that are keeping us from moving forward in Christ, those things that are holding us back, that's, that's causing us not to have that uh, proper and correct relationship that we're having or that we should have with Christ. And bearing our cross is purely about saying no to ourselves. Bearing our cross is really about a thing called self-denial. And what we don't get is self-denial. It's 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 the it's it's the key to having a a a a a, a a pure and direct relationship with Christ. With, with Christ, yes, we have to, uh, you know, believe. But self-denial is one of the keys to having a proper relationship with Christ. We have to say no to ourselves, and that's what bearing our cross is about. It's about saying no to ourselves. It's about saying. Uh, it's about self-denial. It's about uh, saying no to those things. That are, that, that are keeping us from having a, a proper relationship uh, with, with, with Christ. And we got to do better as we teach people the true word of God. And, 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 it's, and this is a good platform for that to happen, a great platform for that to happen. When we do that, we got to be able to tell the people the truth. And today, people are still teaching people that bearing your cross is bearing your burdens. And that is not what Jesus was talking about. Jesus is talking about saying no to yourself. And saying no to yourself is the key to having a proper relationship with me. If you can't say no to yourself, if you can't say no to, 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 to the world, if you can't say no to the, to the things that, 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 you, that you like, and it's okay that you like those things, but now you love those things, and those things are preventing you from having a good relationship with me or, or a, right, a right relationship with me, you got to let that stuff go. You got to cut that stuff off. You got to cut that off at the past, and you got to say no to yourself. Because if you don't say no to yourself, and, 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 and the thing I found is that it's easy for us to say no to others. I can say no to you, or I can say no to Pastor Don, or I can say no to, to somebody else real quick. We can easily say no to others, but the problem is is when we got to say no to ourselves. That's where the issue comes in because of who we are. It's hard, it's difficult for us to say no to ourselves. We don't want to say no to ourselves. But we can tell others no real quick. We can tell our kids no real quick. But we can't say no to ourselves. And that's what we got to understand that what, 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 what Jesus was talking about in this particular set of scriptures, he was talking about self-denial. He was talking about in, in order for you to follow me, you got you, you, you to gotta say no to yourself. You got to drop all that stuff that you think is important, all that stuff that you're carrying that you think is important, all that stuff that you're carrying that's, that's, that's really you think is important. But what it's really doing is holding you back from doing what you're supposed to do for me. You're going to have to cut that stuff loose. You got to let it go. Well, when it comes to this, this is this is the this is the most awesome part about going into detail when it comes to the scripture. Like, I thank God that He gives me the base, but 
but spirit is allowing me to expose it. And I thank God for that ability that he's given. And when it comes to Jesus Christ, he drew crowds. We knew that. And although these multitudes often followed him as the Messiah, their view of who the Messiah really was and what he would do was distorted. Wow. That, that's deep. They thought the Christ would usher in and rest a restored kingdom. That's what the whole fascination was about. That's why everybody wanted to be down and follow him everywhere because this is what they thought. They assumed, and we do a lot of that too. And they believed he would free them from the oppressed rule of their Roman occupiers. We know that Rome was ruled back then. And even Jesus' own disciples thought the kingdom was coming soon. If you don't believe me, read Luke chapter 19, verse 11. And when Jesus began teaching that he was going to die at the hands of the Jewish leaders and their Gentile overlords in Luke 9, 22, his popularity sank. Wow. Many of the shocked followers rejected him. This happened right now. Because Jesus was being real. Everybody got caught in the hype. But Jesus was preparing a place for us to have eternal victory. And when he exposed the truth of how he had to get there to get it, guess what? Like uh, I like this saying that Pastor Sago said, are you a spectator or a participator? That's a good one. Because we have we have a lot of that. Because this is what happened in, with Jesus. When he exposed the truth, they were not able to put death in their own ideals, plans, and desires and exchange them for his. Now, following Jesus is easy when life runs smoothly, right? Our true commitment to him is revealed during trials. Jesus assured us that trials will come to his followers, guaranteed in John chapter 16, verse 33. Discipleship demands what? Sacrifice. And Jesus never hid that cost. See, this is what I'm talking about. When we are going through the salvation process, when we are coming to Christ, this needs to be addressed immediately. That discipleship demands sacrifice. What does that mean? Well, there's a lot of things you got to give up. There's a lot of things that that's gotta be that has to be taken out, uprooted, has to be has to die. And Jesus never hid that. And see, this is what I love about Jesus. He was 120% with us. He never hid the fact that we have to go through something to birth something. He never hid that. And in Luke 9, chapter 9, verse 57 through 62, three people seemed willing to follow Jesus. Only three. When Jesus questioned them further, their commitment was half-hearted at best. Don't, we get that a lot in ministry, don't we? We get a lot of people that... That, that will be there for you that, That'll say that they're there for you But as soon as the going gets rough Or when 
when Jesus had to be a man for a minute, everybody didn't want to be positive. Nobody wanted to be down with the cause because Jesus had to die to be the ultimate sacrifice for us to gain now. Now, they failed to count the cost for following him. We do that too a lot. We have to count the cost. Does it hurt? Absolutely. Will things be shifted and moved? Absolutely. None was willing to take up his cross and crucify upon it on their own interest. Everyone had their own agendas. We heard that before. Everybody has their own personal agenda. Everybody rolling on their own stuff. They down with you, but on the other hand, they have their own agenda. Therefore, Jesus appeared to them. Now, how different from the typical gospel? How many people will respond to an altar call that went, come follow Jesus, and you will face the loss of friends, family, reputation, career, and possible even your life? Wow. So if we did an altar call like that, family, we ain't going to have nobody coming up. <laughs> We're not going to have nobody coming up to the altar. But see, this is what, this is the realness of what we are facing, family. We have to be willing to die for Christ. We have to be willing to die for the cost. The number of false converts will likely decrease. Such a number is what Jesus meant when he said, take up your cross and follow me. So if you're wondering if you are ready to take up your cross, consider these questions. You know I do, family. So here we go. Number one, are you willing to follow Christ if it means losing some of your closest friends? I'll wait. Or... Number two, are you willing to follow Christ if it means alienation from your family? Uh-oh. Number three, are you willing to follow Christ if it means the loss of your reputation? Uh-oh. I can't. I can't lose my reputation. What do you mean? I built all this up. Listen, this ain't about me. It ain't about my rep. It's about me representing the king. Period. So if you don't like me, you don't want to be down with me, that's fine. As long as Jesus is co-signing, that's all I should care about. But here's another question. Are you willing to follow Jesus if it means losing your job? Uh-oh. Not in this present day of what we preach, because we preach that your job is, is connected to your purpose. That's what some of us are preaching. has nothing to do with nothing. Just saying. And the last question, are you willing to follow Jesus if it means losing your life? Now, the one thing that I can really applaud the Islamic faith for, even the radicals, they are willing to die for their faith. Oh, what are you talking about, Thomas? That has nothing to do with, with, with being saved. No, it doesn't, but I'm trying to make a point. They are willing to die for a false god but we're willing to run from a God that rose from the dead, that is actually living inside of us and gave us the power to tread on what we have to tread on in this present age. But we rather 
not go there. We don't want to go there. We want all the fluff and, the, and, and, and all the, the, the nice stuff of God. But we don't want to go through losing anything. Is it uncomfortable? Absolutely. I'm caught on a crossroad right now. I'm going to keep it real. I'm caught on a crossroad. I got to trust God in spite of. I got to look in the mirror and see where I am lacking. But at the same time, am I willing to trust God all the way, even if it costs me everything? Wow. See, I'm preaching to myself, y'all. Y'all may not, y'all may not like what this message is about, but I'm telling you, what are we willing to lose? We want to stay in our flush houses, our nice cars, all this stuff. But at the end of the day, what are we actually giving up for the cross? I'm not talking about giving up your old habits. I'm not talking about, you know, oh, stop stop getting high, stop drinking, stop littering, stop this, stop that. I'm talking about what's inside of you. What is stumping your growth in the faith? What is keeping you back from the next level? Why can't you birth that thing out? What is it that is hindering you from taking it to the cross and burying it? I'll wait. But anyway, let me stop because I'm about, I'm, I'm about to lose. I'm about to go ham and cheese, gentlemen. So, Brother Don, here's the, the questions that are on the floor. There's a lot of questions. So, pretty much, are we willing to follow Jesus, even if it means losing everything? Friends, family, wives job, reputation. This is what Jesus puts on the table. Are we willing to lose it? Or are we going to compromise? This is, this is a big, and we're going to get into this in a, in a few, in a few minutes, but I really want to hear from you, gentlemen, brother Don, you have the floor first. Are we willing to follow Jesus? Even if it means what your thoughts? Amen. Amen. You know, as you were ministering and asking the question, I think what was in my spirit and, and the Lord was ministering to me is, is, is this one thing here. Um, Dr. Tony Evans, I always love what he said. He said, if being a believer was a crime, is there enough evidence to be convicted? You know, and I think, Psalmist, Pastor Sego, I think a lot of times what I see in this, are we willing, is just because we don't know the purpose, and we weren't taught the purpose. A lot of us wasn't taught. I know I wasn't. You know, when I came to Christ, I came, and I always thought it was all about heaven. I thought, man, you know what? I'm not going to hell now. Yippee, it's all about heaven. But, you know, if that was the case, as soon as I accepted Christ in my heart, I would have went to heaven. So why am I here? What is my purpose being here? I got Jesus on the inside of me. That's what the word says, right? I got the spirit of the Lord living inside of me right now. And I'm just saying what the word tells me. But why am I still here? And I think that Jesus made it plain and simple, but sometimes we overlook it. When the disciples were saying to him, Rabbi, teacher, teach us how to pray. And we call it the Lord's Prayer, but it's actually the disciples' prayer. It's for us. 
Because he said, when ye pray, pray like this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I think we forget that fact, Thomas, that really everything, and Pastor Sago, everything that we do, is for the advancement of the kingdom of heaven. And we think sometimes that we got so caught up in this identity crisis through these false gospel messages of prosperity and hyper grace and name it and claim it that we forget our purpose. And our purpose is to follow Christ. And our purpose is to expand the kingdom of heaven. And that's not always a good thing. A good feeling thing, I should say. But by the same token, you have to be willing to give up everything out of love to follow what love has done for you. And that's it. We have to follow what love has done for us. Love laid down his life. Love prepared a place for us. Love set us up to have the greatest experience in mankind. So when you look at it in that perspective, yeah, I mean, you should be willing to lay down everything because the word says, and I believe it's in Matthew, and you gentlemen, correct me if I'm wrong, where Jesus said, he that loves his mother, his father, his children, his brother, his sister, more than me, they're not worthy to be my disciple. And... That's the thing that we have to understand is our purpose here is to expand the kingdom. It's to expand the kingdom. And that is done by following Christ. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He laid down the plan. He laid down the example. He gave us a blueprint of everything that we need to do to follow him. But just like you said, you brought up a good word. We compromise. Because sometimes we get so in our self-indulgences that we'd rather, we think our way is a little bit better than his way. And we get sidetracked. So therefore, when we get sidetracked, it makes it difficult to follow Jesus. Because that means I got to come out of my mess. I got to come out of my comfort zone. And it may be losing some friends. It may be losing some jobs. It may be losing some of the things that I think that are necessary, that I deem uh, important to me at that time in my life. But then when you look back and say, what is my purpose? I'm, I'm set here to expand the kingdom of heaven on earth as it is in heaven. That's my purpose. So why can't I do this? Why can't I give these things up? And a lot of times, gentlemen, family, the reason being is because we've compromised somewhere. And that compromise looks to set us into a place of complacency. And once we get to that point, it makes it hard to see if I got to stop hanging around these guys. If I got to turn off the uh, reality uh, full of uh, uh, drama shows that I used to watch because it's polluting me inside. You know, these are some of the things that we really have to take to heart. And we really, and then we were talking earlier about um, uprooting the, 
things that would look to prevent and keep us from having a deeper relationship with Christ, these are some of the things that we have to do. And it doesn't always feel good. See, because now it goes back to a whole nother show, a whole nother thing, Psalmist, about trust. Do you really trust the Lord? Do you really trust him to take care of you? Do you really trust him at his word saying he's going to do this if you do that? So I think for the, the, the family today that's listening to this message today, it, 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 you know, messages like this is a more self-inventory thing rather than a teaching. It, 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 you have to look within yourself to see where you're at in this, you know. Are you, what are you willing to give up for the kingdom? What are you willing to give up for love and what love has done for you? Are you ready to reciprocate that love and what love has done for you? Amen? Pastor, you have the floor. Man, look, hey, you, you two, uh, you two powerful men of God. I mean, yo, you, 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 you said a mouthful, um, I think um, what happens is is that uh, people don't want to uh, let those things go because those things uh, feel good to them. Those things, uh, those those things, whatever they might be, and I call them things, whatever those things that might be, those things um, might give them uh, a certain status in the community. Or those things might uh, give them a certain uh, uh, rep in the community, and 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 leaving those things, uh, pushing those things to the side, uh, and 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 letting those things go uh, uh, can, can have can have a tendency to 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 taint your rep in the community, or it could have an opportunity, have a uh, uh, it could cause you not to be uh, who you are in the community because sometimes we end up. Letting the stuff define us. Sometimes we begin to let. Sometimes we begin to let the stuff that we that that we have those things um, uh, uh, put on a, a front of who we think we are, and we let that stuff begin be, begin to, to to define us. So, and then when we have to cut that stuff loose, when our relationship with with Christ begins to to, to falter, it's kind of difficult for us to let that stuff go because, oh well, uh, I won't be uh, who I was before if I have to let this stuff go, or if I have to deny myself of this, or I have to deny myself of, of that. That's gonna that's gonna taint my rep in the community. So, a lot of times, it becomes difficult because we let those things or that stuff define us and 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 have in our minds that we have to have those things to 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 be who we are when that is not who we are christ has 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 um has has said that we're gonna be more we're gonna be we're gonna be able to do more than what than what he did but we gotta believe in order to be able to do more than what christ did is we gotta work out all that junk we got in our trunk we got to let that stuff go. We got to deny ourselves because if we don't, we can't be more than what Christ was. And we can't be able to do more than what than, than, than what Christ does because we got all that junk. We're carrying all that stuff, and, and we're, not, we're not denying ourselves, and we're not letting that stuff go. 
and it can be difficult. Now, at the same time, I believe, and you and and both of you can you can correct me with if if I'm wrong or not. I believe that as we become more spiritually mature, um, we begin to understand. Um, we begin to understand the stuff that we need to let go. We begin to understand that I don't need this to make me who I am because Christ makes me who I am. So I think as we become more spiritually mature, um, I think we can begin to understand that. But also what comes along with that maturity, is come, it comes along with that, that, that spiritual growth. Because somebody has to has to teach you and grow you and show you uh, um, that you don't have to have these things. And like you're doing too, Psalms, you're teaching you're teaching the truth of what this means. Now it's allowing people to grow, and once they grow and understand, they'll become more mature. And I think once 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 uh, once God's people become more mature, or all of us come uh, become more mature, we begin to understand more. That these things, this stuff, is not what defines us. Um, so it can be difficult. It can be difficult to let stuff go. It really can. But I think as we grow in Christ, as we become more spiritually mature in Christ, we begin to understand what's important and what's not important when our relationship begins to grow with Christ. And it has to be there. It has to be that relationship. But in 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 the beginning. Um, you know, it, 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 it's it's gonna be it, it can be difficult. You know, I know people who uh, you know, and 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 we got to understand denying ourselves is not denying. It's talking about denying ourselves of that special that special food we may have or those that chicken wing we know we don't need because we got high blood pressure or we got diabetes and we don't need no more pie or that chocolate. It's not necessarily talking about denying ourselves of of luxuries and. And stuff so much, but again, it goes back to what we said. It's talking about denying ourselves of, of of ourself, letting ourselves go, so God can work in us and through us by letting ourselves go, so God can do and position us where God wants us at. Amen. That was good. That was good. Amen. And and this and you're. Hitting the nail on the head, brother. I'm. I don't know why God is having me go down this route, because Chris, the man, doesn't understand what God is doing. But there's not, there's, there's no room for me to understand. What do I mean by that? Because when you continue to give up your intellect, what you know, how much degrees you have on your wall, all this stuff, and you totally. Take up your cross. Now, commitment to Christ means a daily taking up of your cross, which means, and I'm about to co-sign what I just said, it means giving up your hopes, your dreams, your possessions. Uh-oh, I think I hit a vein there. Even your very life, if you need be for the cause of Christ. Now, in other places of the world, family, these consequences are reality. See, we are spoiled. And I said this a while ago, that the American Christian is spoiled. 
What do you mean by that? What are you trying to say? Well, let me let me just say it this way. In most countries, speaking about Christ will get you killed, period. You live in a communist state, communist country, you get killed for talking about Jesus Christ. So these are the consequences we are not dealing with here in the U.S., but it's getting very close to it. Why? Because we see how the things are formulating, how revelations are starting to take shape, where you're not going to be able to say anything about Jesus Christ, or if you don't have the mark, you're going to be, guess what? You're going to be cut off, period. Now, following, following Jesus does not necessarily mean all these things will happen to you, okay? That's not what I'm trying to say. But are you willing to take up your cross is the point we're trying to make, family. If there comes a point in your life where you are faced with a choice, Jesus or the comforts of this life, which will you choose? Wow. I think, I think, okay, again, I'm put on, I'll put myself on front street. I feel like that right now, gentlemen. I'm going to put myself on front street. I feel like that right now. I have to make a choice. Will it hurt? Probably. Will it cause some issues? Probably. Will it be maybe a controversial decision? Probably. Is it the most popular? Probably not. But when it comes, when you are faced with a choice, now the reason why I'm saying this is because God spared my life. And ever since I've recovered, I wanted to give all of me back to Jesus Christ. Now, I know Chris the man would give everything, even the clothes off his back to anyone or anybody that he loves. But I also have to give that same passion back to the one that saved my life. I owe it to Christ to go ham and cheese for the faith. I owe it to Christ to tell the family what I didn't know and, and to be able to expose the truth of the scriptures. Jesus emphasized this so many times in the gospel, will you give up your riches and follow me? It's all over the word, but we're talking about, oh, Jesus talks about money, 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 money. Yeah, he talks about it, but he's also talking about, well, are you willing to give it up? This is not what this whole thing's about. Money, stuff, fame, fortune, it's not about none of that stuff. The reward is worth the price in following God. Let me tell you why. Because God opens up doors for you No man can shut I don't care who they are I don't care what position they hold I don't care what what so-called power they have in this world When it comes to following Jesus Christ And his call to die to self Take up your cross and follow me With the gift of life in Christ Is what we should be striving for Period Will, will God bless your life? Absolutely. Will God make sure you and your family are taken care of? Absolutely. But we have to understand that if it comes to a point where we got to give it all up, are we willing to do it? And the reason why I'm going to say no for some people is because we've been taught this nonsense for the last 25 years in regards to stuff and linking everything to stuff. Prosperity and blessings on blessings, double for your trouble, all this stuff that we've been preaching about. And I'm sorry, we say this the same almost every, almost every show that airs, 
but this is why we cannot commit to Christ the way we should because we tied everything to Christ to money. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble. I probably lost 10 people right there by just saying that. But it's the truth. We've, so, we've linked so many things and linked our commitment to Christ based off of what he can give us. It's not what we can give to us. It's what we need to give to him. And that means dying to you, self, dying to your doctrine, dying to your master's degree, dying to your whatever it is that you've attained here on this life. Are you willing to give it up for Jesus Christ? Well, my answer is simple. It may hurt me. I might lose friends. I might lose family, but I cannot afford to continue to walk the way Chris feels. God is calling his people out of the gutters, out of the ashes, and we need to start bearing our crosses. I give up on what I want for what someone else needs. Perhaps we need to give up a cool opportunity for someone else so, so someone else can enjoy this unique experience with Christ. I might give up work travel because my family needs me to be home, available and all and always there. Am I willing to give up a new car? Uh-oh. When someone needs dependable transportation to commute back and forth to their job, are we willing to give up that car and we got five of them in the garage that we ain't driving, are we willing to give up one of those cars for that person in need? I'll wait. <laughs> Come I'll on now. Come on. And we, we get so caught up in our stuff. Now, look, listen, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, give away your prized possession. Some people have stuff that's antique. Some people collect things that's antiques. I get it. That's a passion that you have. But if Jesus is irking your spirit to give it to that person, will you? No, some people won't. But that's just the truth of the matter. We have to link things to stuff because obviously we can't link it to spiritual things. So let's link it to, to, to natural things we understand. Can we give up our cars? Can we give up our home? Can we downgrade from a home we used to have and to, to make sure we're financially free so we don't have to keep up with the Joneses? Uh-oh. See, a lot of us are, are, are putting this bear, bearing, oh, I'm bearing my cross because we've upgraded. We, we're in this new community. We're paying in city taxes, but as long as the church says we're blessed and highly favored and we can keep our position, it's worth bearing our cross and financial debt. That's not what the Bible says. So let's preach the real truth, family. Does God want God wants us to be accountable and good stewards of our finances? Yes, that is in the word. But it's not putting ourselves in more debt to follow the bishop or the pastor because they live in a nice neighborhood. That's not what it says in the Bible. But yet we link everything to money. And it has nothing to do with it. Our commitment to Christ is not financial gain. Our commitment to Christ is heavenly gain. I'd rather have a mansion, gentlemen, in heaven than here on earth. I'd rather have bodyguards of angels in heaven than here on earth. I'd rather have unlimited resources in heaven than I do here on earth. This is a temporary fix. Being here in this earth is a temporary fix. 
So why are we trying to get the glory of God here on this earth when it's already due? I'll wait. So the cost of discipleship is death to the old self, to the joys of life, and embodying Christ's resurrected life as a part of your own. Is it hard? Yes. Was crucifixion the ultimate uh, death back in those days? Absolutely. But Jesus knew that he had to pay the price for us. And I say this all the time, gentlemen, when it comes to Christ. He didn't have to hang on that cross. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He didn't have to deal with the ridicule. He didn't have to get stabbed in the side. He didn't have to be whipped the way he was whipped. He didn't have to go through none of it because he was the King of kings and the Lord of lords. But guess what? He loved us that much. He sacrificed his own life for me. We got to think about that, family. That is powerful. Can, are we willing to do the same for our faith? Can we sacrifice everything for the cross? Yes, it hurts. Yes, it's going to probably change some stuff in your life. But God's going to keep you. And we have to trust him ultimately. We have to have an intimate fellowship of God's suffering, of Christ's suffering on that cross. If we avoid bearing our cross and, and, and miss becoming a disciple along the way, then what's the point? If we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. I didn't say that. Romans 6, 6 through 7 said that. Also, what, what, whew, gentlemen, while in the meantime, you can graciously and happily meet Jesus Christ instead of all the stuff we were just talking about, naming it and claiming it. As you give as you give up the things of this world, God will definitely make sure you are blessed. Listen to this. Now, when we do things for someone else, like pay a, a mortgage for somebody, a down payment, or you know, things paying off some medical bills and things like that, your burden of having to wait is much less than someone in current crisis. Why? Because as you give up what you want, you gain God's peace and love. That's the only way that I can put this thing together so people can understand what, 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 what I'm about to say here. The cross you bear may have you at a breaking point. I'll wait. I know it has, I know it has me at a breaking point for real. The pain is so heavy and you feel crushed under the weight of worry, weakness, and the need for relief. We are human beings and this is how our flesh is going to react when it comes to the cross you have to bear for the Son of Man. You may feel rejected, misunderstood, and forgotten, but your Savior Christ has walked this painful path and he has not forgotten you. 
it is for you that he suffered, died, and rose from the grave so your broken heart might be healed by his grace. Not mine, not Pastor Sigos, not Brother Don's, his grace. Your burden of shame lifted by his love and your feeling of loneliness filled by his precious presence. Invite Jesus and others to bear your burdens. He will definitely do so. Why? Because in Galatians 6 and 2, it says, bear one another's burdens so and so fulfill the law of Christ. Man, I'm done. So, Brother Don, you have the floor. We have this. Uh, why aren't we doing that? It says it right here in the Word. See, we have all of these powerful statements that Christ has left for us to carry on, but yet we overlook it. It says in Galatians 6 and 2 right here that we ought to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. We don't want to do that. Why, Brother Don? Why don't we want to bear each other's burdens? It's because I got a title. It's because I got a church in three locations. Does it mean that I'm going to lose my bodyguards? Does that mean I'm going to lose my book deal? What's going on, Brother Don? Why don't we bear one another's burdens so we can fulfill the law of Christ? It says in Galatians 6 and 2 that if we do this, we will fulfill the law of Christ. But why aren't we doing it? Your thoughts. Amen, amen. But you know, that's, that's a good question you put on the table. Why don't we do that? And you know, I, I think a lot of it is, has come to the point where um, those burdens that, how can I say, help me, Holy Spirit. You know, we, we've lost the ability to be transparent with one another, for one. You know, because everybody, and I'm going to just be real with it, gentlemen. The church had gotten so messy. The body of Christ had got so messy and drama-filled to where a lot of people didn't feel comfortable sharing some of these things with you that they were dealing with and what they were going through. And, you know, the thing that um, that really troubles me is, like you say, that's our mandate in the Word of God to, to carry each other's burdens, you know. But for some reason... There's been a letdown between what the office of our leaders and elders are in the body of Christ. You know, it's almost to the point where they've taken to the, gotten to the place where we are to serve them rather than them serve us, according to the Word of God and through Christ. So you know that 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 that's really a good good spot to meditate on. You know, even for myself. You know about carrying of this burden, and you know just teaching them how to um, seek the Holy Spirit in the situations that they that they need help with, and teaching how to get to the cross with some of the deep seated issues that they're dealing with. You know because the body of Christ is hurting, gentlemen. I don't know if you can see it uh, from where you're at, but from where I'm standing, the body of Christ is hurting. Bad. And it's hurting our leaders It's hurting our ministers It's hurting all over all Where people aren't, aren't really Just kind of Kind of stuck 
you know, and, and, and I'm trying to to seek God in this situation. But that's an excellent question, Sony. Why aren't we doing that? You know, and, I, and the only thing that I, comes to my spirit as I, I see is that, you know, it, it's a lot of arrogance in the body, you know, where they feel like it's not their duty anymore, their job. They'd rather preach and, and, and go home and, and, you know, get get uh, get the tithes and the offerings and, and hit the road, you know, and not really just seeing to the people's needs, to not not being true shepherds and leaders, and, and you know, which has really, really caused the body of Christ to to hurt. But, man, that, just, that, that blew me away. That, that's a good point that you brought up. So I'm going to. I'm going to mute and let Pastor Sago because I want to hear his take on that one. Amen? Yes, sir. Sago, you have the floor. Oh, man. Well, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be real about it. I'm just going to say it like this. The reason those things, those things don't happen anymore is point blank period itself. We have the church today has become so self-centered that that's one of the main reasons why the power of God is not flowing because you got, listen to me, you got, you, you, you got, we, we got too many spectators and not enough participators. So what happens is, is that is, is, is the, the spirit of God is not flowing because of selfishness, because everybody wants to try to do their own thing. And, uh, everybody wants to wants wants to sit back and they want to do their own thing and I am who I am and 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 this is who I am and I give this church ten thousand dollars a month. Uh, it's, it's it's selfishness, you know. And and um, we have gotten away from what Jesus has told us to do to doing what we want to do. And that's why the power of God is not flowing because we want to do what we want to do. We we don't want to do what God has told us to do. We don't want to spend a little sacrifice, a little extra time, and 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 drive a brother or a sister to the house. You know, yeah, it might be a little inconvenience. It might be a little out of the way. And yeah, everybody, you know, we, we all want to go home and and get ten toes up and eat our greens and our cornbread. Yeah, we all we all want to do that. But again, it takes a little sacrifice. What about the sacrifice that Christ did for us? That was major, you know. And Christ didn't even look at that as a, as a, as, a, as an inconvenience. Christ said, "It's something I gotta do. I gotta do this. It's something that I need to do. I was sent here to do it, so I'm gonna do it." So, as people of God, especially as leaders, we were placing these people's lives to serve them. That's what we do. We're servants. We serve those people. That is what we're supposed to do. As pastors, we serve God's people. Now, can we be in every place at every time? Can we take everybody home when they need to go home? Can we drive everybody home when they need to go home? Can we we we, we help everybody out when they ask for help? No. I mean, let's, let's be real. We can't help everybody. We can't. But the effort we put forth to try to do our best to help God's people is what God is pleased with. But when we say 
uh, when, we're, when we're so easy to say no to somebody and, and, and not really think about the true essence of what Christ wants us to do, then, you know, we, we, we lose it. And kind of like what Pastor Don said, you know, you know, it's, 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 it's just selfishness. And the power is there and everybody's about themselves and we worried about tithes and we worried about offerings and we worried about this building we're trying to build for this vision and for that vision, for this, for that. I got it. I, I'm, I'm cool with that if that's what you want to do. But we have lost the big picture. Because now, and I think you and I had, had, had talked about this too, Psalm, and now you can't tell the difference between uh, a small church and a mega church. That's right. I'm a tiny church. My, my, the Light of Hope Fellowship Ministries is a tiny, tiny church. And you, you, you know firsthand, we're a tiny church. So now by us doing what we do, um, you can't even tell the difference between a small church and a mega church. You can't. So... At what point do we stop being so selfish and start doing what God wants us to do? Because the selfishness is not pleasing to God. And our putting on the fronts and the airs is no connect with God and is not pleasing to God. And we're going to have to answer to all those things that we do. We got to answer to God. Nobody else got to answer to what we did. We got to answer to God ourselves. On that day when we stand, in front of Christ And Christ said Well what about this Hey everything else is cool But I got I, I, I got one call against you I got one thing That I want to say I got, uh, against you What about this And what are we going to do then How are we going to answer Christ then Christ can say hey, everything was cool You did everything else alright You was good with everything else But I got I got one thing against you though One thing I got one thing against you you were selfish. Now, explain that. Well, Christ, wow. I don't know how to explain that. I, I don't know how to explain that. Well, you get 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 away from me, you 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 person of iniquity, because you because you were selfish. That's right. Y'all feel me on that? I'm telling you. I'm I'm telling you. And and we gotta do, man. We, we you know. We just got we, we all gotta do better and we gotta encourage we gotta encourage the people we serve to do better, gentlemen. I'm telling you, we just we, we just we just we, we have to. We have to. I'm I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry. Amen. Amen. That's good. Amen. Cause this is where we are right now. This this whole message is a self examination, as Brother Don pointed out, but it's also to put us all on on notice. Taking up, and this will be my final point of the of the evening, and then we'll have Brother Don as they go with the icing on the cake of part one of this series. But taking up your cross has has lost some of its power of its original meaning. It's gone from changing the world and treating the established order who struggle against our cravings for chocolate during. Uh, Lent during uh, fasting or tolerating people we don't like. Now, this change in meaning has also led to a preserved believer glorification of human suffering. It's perverse. 
If bearing a cross makes us holy, then encouraging others to bear crosses or actively nailing them to their crosses must also be holy. In the in this way, we invert the cross and the gospel of Christ and make ourselves agent agents of the empire rather than martyrs of the gospel. We call them today the, the modern day Roman, the Roman Empire, modern day today, the where we live, the world today. We become their gods instead of being martyrs for the gospel. For example, we invert the call and take up our cross. And like I said, we said this earlier when it comes to uh, poverty, when it comes to uh, when Jesus says, blessed are the poor, you know, things like that. We, we, we take these things and we go straight left with it. But there's significant meanings to what Jesus says in this text. But too many believers see poverty as benign instead of something that can be uh, fought against or something that God can give glory to. Uh-oh. In other words, we believe in putting the monetary seed as the activation of getting out of the poor or poverty mindset so we can activate our middle-class believer who has gone on the missing trips and served the poor and, and, and did all these amazing things. And when Jesus said, sell it all, Will you? The goal was not to increase the number of people living in poverty, family. It was to reduce it. Being poor does not mean being joyless. And we see that a lot. We put so much emphasis on status, all this stuff. We actually, I was more happy being poor than I was moving up, moving up like the Jeffersons. I'm going to tell you why. Because we, we thank God for every meal that came on the table. We thank God for opening up doors we know we could not open. And then now we put our two cents in it. We've upgraded our lifestyle. So now we don't need God anymore. So for, you know, only if we wanted to make more of an increased request. It has nothing to do with that. You notice how most people have are more miserable with stuff than they are without it. I'll wait because I can remember when we grew up, we didn't have much at all, but that was the most happiest times of my life. Why? Because we thank God for the little we had. We thank God for what God gave us. And we thank God for even in the hardest of times, there was a lesson behind it, how to be humble, how to be mature in the faith, how to look at God for everything that you have need of and, and being a status quo of being, a, what do we call it, low income now? Do we put a little nice yeah. little spin to it? It's nothing wrong with that. Because God is raising up powerful men and women of God in this season that are, are, are not financially wealthy and all this stuff. Because God is flipping the whole thing. The people that has been on top for so long, all these folks that are saying you got to have all this stuff to be blessed and highly favored, 
guess what? The people from the gutter, from the streets, the ones that you cast out of your churches because they wouldn't give $100 seeds because they couldn't afford to, the ones that gave the dollar, the $5, the $2, those ones that sold that because their hearts were in the right place and they weren't trying to get stuff from God to be blessed, but they gave because their heart said, here you go, Jesus, I love you, but this is all I have. Those are the people that God is going to raise up in this time, and we're seeing it right now, and I'm done. So, Brother Don, you have the floor, Pastor say go, put the icing on the cake, and we are out of here on today. Amen, amen, amen. Awesome, awesome, awesome topic, awesome show. Um, I'm going to ice it down with this, uh, family, men of God. You know, we're talking about bearing our cross, and, and, and you hit it, and I believe Pastor Sago hit it. It's all about being holy. And in First Peter 6, 1 and 16, I believe it says, Be holy, for thou art holy. And what does that mean? You know, because I struggled with that for many years. How can I be holy like the Lord? It's impossible. It's impossible for me to be holy. But what that translates to is this. I'm going to raise a level of standard according to kingdom principles, and I'm going to hold it there. And in that holding of that standard, I'm going to lose some people along the way. I'm going to lose some family. I'm going to lose some friends. I'm going to lose some coworkers, you know, because I am not going to move off of this standard. And that's what make God, that's what makes God holy is he will not change his standard for any of us, no matter how much money we got, how good we look, how eloquent we talk. His standard is his standard. That's what makes him holy. And what he's saying is, when you bear your cross, that, that steps you into obedience. That steps you into holiness. And we are to take that standard, family, men of God. We are to uphold that standard at all costs. See, because what holds that standard up is love. It was the love given to us and the love that we give back for what was done for us is how we uphold that standard. And once we get that in our, in, once we digest that and get that in our spirit, that you know what the standard of God, which is set through the Word of God through me, I'm going to uphold it at all costs. So if that means taking some things and dying to it, if that means losing some relationships, none of it is more important than my relationship with Jesus Christ. No money, no possession, nothing. It's more important than my relationship with Jesus Christ. Once we digest that and internalize that, I think we'll move the shift. We'll move the tide and things will shift um, in the body of Christ that we can start understanding some of the things that we need to understand and not be so um, temperamental with our the way we look at things, you know, because some people get upset when you say things like that. Some people kind of lose theirself when, when, when you tell them to, uh, that they're going to lose some folks and they're going to lose some stuff along the way. And, you know, but it's not about your emotions. What is your emotion has anything to do with the kingdom? It's about Jesus, you know. So awesome topic, gentlemen, as always. I'm honored and blessed to be here with you ministering the word of God. And on that note, I'm done.
You have the floor, Pastor. All right. Well, we're going to finish this thing out. I ain't going to be too long-winded because I know we we, 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 we tight on time. But, uh, yeah, again, um, just like just like Pastor Don said, kind of like what you said to uh, TPV is, um, you know, we, we, we can't let we can't let anything keep us uh, from uh, from 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 following Christ. Um, we can't let any money. We can't let any uh, money. We can't let no power. We can't let anything. And um, I think you and I had a conversation too, TPV, that well, you know, we talked about, you know, uh, how sometimes, you know, um, uh, friends and 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 other people might want to throw a monkey wrench on what God has called us to do, and we can't allow uh, those those monkey wrenches to be thrown uh, in what God has for us to do. You know, we got to be able to somebody to try to throw a monkey wrench. We got to be able to pick that monkey wrench back up and. We got to throw it to the side, and we got to try to keep doing what God uh, wants us to do. So, but again, it goes back to uh, a very important thing: is we have to keep pushing, we got to keep moving, and we can't let the things of this world uh, bind us and hold us from doing what God has for us to do. But again, hey, this is this has been a powerful uh, subject. I know people aren't listening; they're gonna listen later. Uh, but uh, I, I think I think we we've all soaked up some, some some great stuff from each other on the day, and I'm looking forward to the uh, to the rest of it. So, well, we definitely praise God for what He's doing um, for all of us individually. Um, we we all been hit. We all hit the reset button, and and you're you're right, Pastor, that everyone's on the same level playing field at this point. There's no such thing as I'm bigger than you, you're bigger than me, blah, 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 blah. The time for that's over. We need to understand that we need to look at ourselves. We need to take out the, the mess that's in our own life, the, the, the stinking thinking, as they like to say, and, and, and we use that as a cliche. We need to stop all of that stuff, do a self-assessment, and really be true men and women of God. Let's stop chasing after titles. God already gave you a title. You are a disciple. That's a big enough title in itself. Let's stop chasing after title, chasing after this, chasing after that, and chase after what God wants us to do. We need to understand that bearing our cross is not a bad thing. It's what God sometimes does in our life for us to birth something out so we can be victorious in this life. We have to understand that sometimes bearing the cross, we have to count the cost. Sometimes we got to give up something in order for us to move forward. That's how God does it. He is not in the business of, oh, here you go. Oh, it's, it's a nice free ride. Oh, you get, oh, oh, I remember you blessing my church, uh, uh, the, the seed and all that. Oh, let me, no, that's not what God looks at. He looks at your heart. See, if our heart's messed up, gentlemen, how is God going to bless us anyway? Uh-oh. How are we going to be able to bear anything if our whole heart ain't right? If we're looking at doing ministry as a payday, uh-oh, I'm going to get in trouble with that statement, but it's the truth. We got to learn how to start feeling each other. When we know something's wrong with each other, we and this is why I love the, uh, the staff here at TPV. We don't just look at each other as, oh, they're just a personality, or they, oh, we're just, he's doing his thing, I'm doing my thing. We talk off air, 
And the funny thing about it is we know when something ain't right in the spirit because either Brother Don or Pastor Sego or Pastor Gene shoot a text at the right time when we're about when I'm about to go, especially for me, when I'm about to go ham and cheese, I get a text from either of these gentlemen and I get comp right now. Why? Because God knows me. <laughs> he knows me. And Chris would just Chris would love to go ham and cheese any time of the week, any time of the day. But I gotta learn how to use that for God's glory, not for not to get my own self puffed up or to make me sound like I have some type of whatever. It ain't about me. And we gotta understand that sometimes God sends people in your life to keep you from going ham and cheese. And that's a good thing. It ain't a bad thing. Oh, you trying to make me soft. It has nothing to do with that. Why put your why put your ministry? Why put what God has done in your life? Why throw all of that away just to go ham and cheese for two and a half to three minutes? I'll wait. I found out it ain't worth it. And then I got to sit here and go through the whole process all over again because I continuously fail the same test God throws at me. We have to learn how to execute our trials and tribulations, what we bear, and how to execute them differently. Is it easy? Absolutely not. Does it take time to master? Absolutely. But God will give you the people and he will make sure that when you feel like ham and cheese is like the psalmist, that you'll get somebody to text you or call you at that right time to keep you in check. See, I don't mind being real with my stuff, family, because the fact of the matter is I'm no better than you. God has just given me a call to give the word to the people, period. I'm not the best things since sliced bread. I'm not the new movement, the new age, 2020 vision, all this nonsense. I'm just a man like you. And I told God, yes, and I'm tired of running from you. So whatever you put in my mouth, I will let it go. I'm not going to hold it back. I'm not going to try to control it with my mind or my Shonday and all this stuff we say in the church. We can't hinder the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the one that takes control over your life if you let them. Okay, I'm done preaching. So family, if you want to find, if you want to listen to this broadcast, just go to our website www.tpvradionetwork.com It will be there on the site. Just click it and you can listen to the show. And also you can download Live 365, search the Simon's Voice Radio Network and you're in there. You'll hear all of our podcasts on Live 365 at TPV Radio 24-7. Coming up next, Cell Life with Michael Savalos and we got Real Talk with Byron Psycho, Pastor Byron Psycho, he is debuting this week. And we got Dorothy Patterson, a reality coach, tomorrow at 6 p.m. So, family, keep it locked right here on the Simon's Voice Radio Network. You are more than you think and greater than you heard. And when you see the Simon's Voice, Brother Don or Pastor Sego in the store, in your hood, at the car show, doing what we do for the kingdom, walk with us, family. Let's go. We'll see you next Sunday, part two of this series. Don't want to miss it. God bless you. I just want to be whole. I can't do life.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.